I played with Zach a couple times, but to be able to play with Josh is really kind of something that I wasn't expecting. Like, I never thought I'd be able to play with him ever, so something's cool to see him out there. Welcome to episode 186 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's been a long couple of years without WCBL baseball in a trio of Alberta communities. Over the past few episodes, we've chatted with hometown athletes like Dax Wandler of the Brooks Bombers and Sean Dunn of the Fort McMurray Giants about coming back this season and the excitement in their respective communities. The third team to return is the Medicine Hat Mavericks, and who better to talk about that than Nathan Stark? The Medicine Hat product grew up coming to Mavs games and has had the fortune of being with the team since 2017, including their 2018 championship run. While those years were special, this year is just a little more sweet as he has his brothers, Josh and Zach, on the roster as well. In fact, as we record this episode, they've all been on the field at the exact same time on a couple of occasions. Nate is the eldest brother who played his high school ball with McCoy Colts before moving on to Colby Community College, LSU Shreveport, and Doan University. It's been quite the journey for the 6'3", 171-pound right-hander who joined us earlier this week to talk all about it. Nate, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Take me back to May 28th. You come in to finish up the job against Moose Jaw. You look at catcher, and it's your brother Zach. You look into the outfield, there's your brother Josh. How cool of a moment is that for you? Um, it was cool, you know, kind of being on the same field with them, uh, both of them for the first time ever in our lives. Um, you know, I played with Zach a couple times, but uh, to be able to play with Josh, it's really kind of, Something that I wasn't expecting, like I never thought I'd be able to play with him ever, so be able to kind of like look out there and the outfield is definitely some, something cool to see him out there, so yeah, it, was, it was special and it was a very cool moment for all of us, especially our family too, so it was mm-hmm. good. Do you take that moment to kind of soak it in or were you all business at that point because you just wanted to get the job done? Um, I did try to soak it in a little bit. Um, I guess I'm kind of, like, comfortable with seeing Zach behind the plate now. But uh, to see Josh out there, I did kind of take it in for a minute. But, yeah, as you said, too, just kind of strictly business. You know, I had, you know, they put me in to finish the job. And so I just kind of went out there and tried to do it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the conversation like after that game as the three of you kind of bask in the glow, not just of a win, but the fact that all three of you were on the field at the exact same time? Um... I don't know, I mean, it, it was cool. I guess that I'm, it, it's kind of hard to put into words a little bit, but um, it was cool, unique moment. Um, it was exciting, you know. I mean, we had so many family and friends out there at the game, too. You know, they all came up to us after the game. We chatted with them, too, so it was really cool. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speak about that family aspect of it. What are they saying as they kind of relish in that moment of, you know, one-third of that whole lineup out in the field happens to be from the same same household? Yeah, um, well, it's cool, obviously. Uh, I don't know if there's really been many occurrences like that in baseball or sports ever, really, where, you know, there's kind of like like the third lineup is from the same household. So, uh, you know, our family loves it. You know, they're, they're, at, they're at every game here at AP. You know, they try to come on the road, too. Um, 
so I think like it's big for us, but I think it's also kind of big for our family too mm-hmm. to kind of you know kind of spend the summer together too and kind of get closer together as family. For sure, and especially from a brother's perspective, I assume as well. I mean, the three of you get to do that bonding thing, and as you mentioned, you didn't get to do that when you were younger, so this is kind of a, a new opportunity, so to speak. It is, yeah. You know, yeah, like we said, too, you know, never got the chance to play with Josh ever, and very little with Zach, too, so, um, yeah, it's kind of a cool opportunity and experience to kind of share the field with him this summer, kind of grow with them too as well so yeah it's Mm -hmm. been a good time so yeah what does it mean to you to be able to do it with the hometown team as well i mean it's one thing if you were in weyburn or in edmonton or something like that but you're getting to do it in the ballpark that you grew up kind of wanting to be able to play in at some point down the line yeah that's true you know because i mean like we grew up watching the mavericks and kind of idolizing them to some sort too um so to kind of be able to kind of put on you know that jersey every summer for them it's really humbling and it's kind of it's it's very cool, you know, to be able to do that every summer and now to be able to do it with my two brothers. It's, it's really great, too, and kind of special for us to kind of share this moment because, like, I can look around this house and just see, like, pictures of us, you know, with, like, Mavericks from, like, back in the day, too. So, so to be able to, to do it now, all grown up, it's really, it's really great. So, yeah. You're the senior of the three boys, or I guess of the three that play ball. There's a fourth one involved. We'll get into that in a second. But when it comes to being the veteran, you're also the veteran of the team. Um, being able to have that opportunity to, to represent the city and represent your family in that way, what's it mean to you on a personal level to be able to do it uh, for as long as you've been able to do it for? Um, you know, it's humbling every summer to be able to do it, uh, to kind of put like the Mavericks across my chest every summer and to kind of wear like, uh, the city across my chest uh, um, every summer like it's really humbling and it's, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that Greg gives me here every summer like the owner of the Mavericks gives me um, you know for the past three summers or so that I've been playing here um, so I'm just really grateful for it every day and I just try to soak it all in as much as I can because you know getting older and uh, I don't want to say like the baseball days are getting numbered you know hopefully I can make a run for it somewhere professionally but uh you know, I'm just really grateful and tr- just try to soak it up as much as I can. Build yeah. Talk a little bit about this season so far. It's been a, a weird adventure because uh, Medicine Hat specifically, and along with Fort Mac and, and Brooks and the Saskatchewan teams, they haven't suited up since 2019. So what was it like being able to step back onto that field after such a long time away? Uh, it was kind of a shock, kind of an awe, uh, especially here in like Medicine Hat. You know, we've pull in about 1,500 to 2,000 fans every night, so uh, I haven't really played in front of that much fans in a long time, so, uh, but I remember, like, being on the mound there and just kind of looking up and seeing the fans, like, wow, that's a lot of people now, so uh, I think it's really special, and I know the community was really excited for it, and uh, I know the fans were are super excited for it, too, so um, it's really great to be able to kind of come back here for the summer and play again, because, you know, it's kind of the highlight of my summer every year so to be to be able to do it again is something great so yeah mm-hmm, absolutely and i mean from from the standpoint of even being um the longtime fan turned player what was it like walking up the first time and seeing the renovations because uh frankly as somebody who remembers the the 20 2005 2010 era at the the old athletic park it's a far cry from what that park used to be talk about uh, what your first uh reaction was when you saw some of the the new additions to that ballpark 
Yeah, um, it was kind of breathtaking, honestly, uh, just to kind of see what the ballpark has become. Because as you said, like I remember those days too, kind of back in 2010, and uh, you know, and just seeing it now is like wow. Like it's it's great to see what the ballpark has become. I know Greg, the owner, has put in a lot of work and effort into making it making it what it looks like now. So, um, you know, it's it's a great place to be able to call home. To be able to play here every day is truly something great and special, and I just try to savor it as much as I can because, um, you know, just looking back of what of what it used to look like and what it looks like now is it's just great. So yeah, I just try to soak it in as much as I can. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the team that you have this year and uh, the potential that you see in it, especially given that you're you're the savvy veteran on that team and, and you remember that 2018 season fairly well, I assume, and, and the championship run. Talk a little bit about uh, what you see in the potential of this organization uh, for this for this summer. Oh, I think we have so much potential. I mean, we have such a talented group of guys and, uh, you know, we're all coming and, you know, we get along very well together and I think we're team chemistry is just great too so um like i'd say we have a lot of potential and i know we haven't really kind of reached that potential yet but i feel like we're just kind of slowly getting there slowly building it up as each game passes and each day passes so um i think we have a so much potential and i think we can really make a run towards the end of the year in this league so i'm really excited for these upcoming weeks when you think ahead to what this team can do potential wise where do you see your strengths I say our pitching, like we have a very solid group of pitchers. Um, you know, kind of towards the start of the year, we were just kind of figuring things out, trying to see which guys fit best in which roles um, throughout the year. But uh, I think lately, these past couple of weeks, pitching has really stepped up for us and kind of kept us in games. So um, I think that's probably going to be our biggest strength going forward. And our hitting is very strong, too. Um, I think we're just kind of struggling a little bit right now. I think teams are kind of pitching us pretty well. Um, but like I said, our hitting is very strong. and I know we'll kind of figure it out or kind of come out of this slump that we've kind of been in. But, um, yeah, I would say this all around the whole team is very strong. You know, every position, like every each category that we have, hitting, pitching, fielding is very strong. So uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint which one's the strongest. But I would say, like, if we wanted to make kind of a deep run, I think our pitching would probably help us do that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, you you won it all in 2018. What kinds of lessons did you take away from that experience that you're passing along to this team to make sure that they kind of have it all in perspective and make sure that they they keep their eyes on the prize? That hey, if you hit the if you get into a good run here, you can ma- really make some hay come August. Yeah, well, yeah, and just like you said, you know, kind of making that big run. Um, I think kind of sorts of making a big run is trying to is like trying to not try to not get too high or get too low. Um, you know, especially right now, kind of we've been losing some games. And I know it's frustrating for guys and um, the whole team really just, you know, just with this losing and stuff. But I think the most important thing is not to get too low with this. You know, we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to bounce back. We're going to kind of come out of this rut. But so I think that's just kind of what we need to focus on as a team is, you know, we can't focus too much on, like, the bad stuff. We need to focus on kind of, like, the good stuff and, 
getting out of this hump. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back in time a little bit here, and we alluded to the the crazy household that the Stark residents must have been growing up. Not only are there the three brothers playing now, but you also have an older brother growing up. What was it like in that household? And was it all sports all the time there? Was it baseball all the time there? Walk us through what it was like in the Stark household. Um, it was mayhem, honestly. <laughs> it was madness. Um, you know, we were so busy with sports and everything else. You know, we had like, well, there's four of us here. And, you know, we're all playing the same sports at the same time and with, like, four different schedules sometimes. So just running around and crazy and just, yeah, like mayhem. Like, you know, we're, like, you know, parents are trying to be at, like, four places at one time, you know, and, you know, we're getting rides from other people. So um, that was crazy, too. And just kind of being in the house, too, like, I mean, the basement that we have now looks really good, but growing up, like, just holes in the wall from, like, like the madness we had down here with like the floor hockey games and, and like the indoor baseball games it was it was madness but it was a good time and I wouldn't trade it for anything or change anything about it either so it was good as you've gotten older have you found a, a newfound appreciation for your parents and the kinds of things that they had to deal with on a day-to-day basis when you're growing up <laughs> oh absolutely um you know I didn't really think about it too much as a kid and, but now that I'm getting older, I kind of look back at, you know, kind of the stuff that me and my brothers kind of put our parents through. Um, I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know if I could do what they did. Um, but, you know, I'm very grateful for all the sacrifices they've made and everything they've done for us. So, yeah, yeah it's been really good with them. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the baseball beginnings for you and your family. Was that something that, you know, did your parents try to actively get you into the game? Was it something that you happened to stumble upon? Do you remember the first time where you really kind of fell in love with the game? Um, I think the first time I fell in love, it's hard to say, like, the first time I fell in love with the game. Um, I think just as young, I think my parents just tried to kind of put us in all sports just to try to see, you know, what we liked doing, and, you know, what we were kind of good in and, like, enjoyed playing. And then kind of as we got older, we kind of, like, kind of made our own ways kind of separated out into what we were kind of better in and what we kind of enjoyed kind of the most. So um, I don't think they tried to pinpoint anything on us. I think they just tried to kind of just try to, I guess, kind of not push us, but kind of just encourage us to kind of follow whatever we wanted to follow and stuff like that, which is probably why they put us in so many sports, just to try to see, you know, what we like to do the best. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say they tried to push us or anything. They just tried to make us see you know what we like to do so yeah it's just kind of crazy to me that you know here we are talking about three college level baseball players out of a family i mean that's that's pretty special like was there a a way for the three were the three of you pushing each other in that sport in that direction or it was just that you all happen to love the sport at the same time um i think we just kind of all started to love the sport at the same time um you know with being the older brother um, I think my two younger brothers kind of look up to me a little bit. And when I went off to play college baseball in Kansas my first year, I think, well, for Zach especially, that kind of pushed him a little bit. I'm kind of like, hey, like, I want to go do that, what Nate's doing as well. You know, I kind of want to go down to the States and play baseball and start my schooling too. And I think that was also kind of the same way for Josh too. My brother kind of like, he looks up to me a little bit. So 
I think with me kind of going down there, kind of put it into perspective for them. It's okay, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to kind of do what Nate's doing. So, like, I wouldn't say I was kind of like the big kind of prime factor for them. I mean, I knew they were very good baseball players, and I know they had a future too with college baseball, the same as me. So I think they kind of knew what they wanted to do kind of early on, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. For when you were growing up, who did you idolize? Did you have a team you were following, a player that you wanted to grow up to become? Who who were you pretending to be when you were playing wiffle ball in the backyard? Um, well, I think the team that I kind of enjoyed watching growing up was obviously the Blue Jays. You know, we get so much coverage of the Jays here, so I think I was kind of watching them a little bit. Um, but as for player-wise, it's hard to say because it would just kind of, it would change every now and then. Um, kind of like who who like I like the best I was kind of like flip flopping on my favorite player but um, I think growing up a little bit and kind of once I started getting older and kind of more serious about pitching and baseball probably have to be like uh, Max Scherzer on the Mets right now so I think I kind of looked up to him a little bit um, so yeah I would say that's probably my guy I kind of looked up to the most growing up I guess very cool. When you think back on it, do you remember that moment where you went, okay, this game is fun, but I think I can chase it at a higher level. I mean, it's it's one thing to be playing a game that you enjoy and love, but it's another to go, hey, maybe I've got a potential of playing college baseball or something along those lines. When was that moment for you? Um, yeah, I actually kind of remember that. Um, I think I was in grade 11 at high school at McCoy here, and um the baseball coach at the time was Paul Schlosser. And I kind of remember after kind of like the first week of practice and tryouts or whatever for baseball, he kind of like sat me down and was like, you know, you kind of got some talent here, you know, you could really try to make a future in kind of like a college career or this, you really focus at it and kind of work for it. And um, so that's when I kind of was like, you know what, maybe I can do this. And um, I kind of just put every kind of, effort and energy kind of towards that dream of mine to make it happen and um so i think just from that point on i was just kind of more focused on okay this is what i want to do and um i started taking it more seriously and um kind of that whole year was just kind of focused on getting to that next level so that's what i really kind of put my time and effort in and obviously you managed to make it at the college level. You had a few stops along the way. When you look back on those different college experiences, what did they mean to you in your development as a ball player? Oh, they meant so much. Um, not even just as a development of like kind of a ball player, but just trying but just kind of figuring out like who like I am as a person. And um, kind of the biggest impact that was on my college career was when I spent my time at Colby in Kansas. Um, you know, I was, you know, I kind of, I went in there and I was kind of like, I wasn't really knowing what to expect. I mean, like, I was pretty solid in high school. But when I got down there to the States, I was like, wow, like, these guys are really good. And um, like, I'm going to have to put in a lot more time and effort than what I was doing before. So um, I think that's when I kind of learned and developed and grow a lot there in Kansas. But, I mean, like, in, in like every stop that you're in, or like every school that you're at, you're going to learn new things and kind of experience new opportunities and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of been a long road with kind of a lot of stops, but, you know, I wouldn't trade those in for anything. And uh, I kind of learned a whole lot of new experiences along the way. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the challenges of being a student athlete. I'm always curious about this one because they call it student athlete for a reason. You're supposed to be focusing in on the the academic part of it. How challenging is it to, especially the the course load that you are looking to try to take, trying to find that balance between the two and making sure that you're you're feeding both beasts, so to speak. Yeah, um, it's extremely challenging. Um, I don't think a lot of people kind of understand it. You know, you kind of, you are a student first and you do have those, like, you do have those, like, uh, requirements that you have to do. And, uh, like, that's just, that's what you really have to focus on. And then you also have to um, include that with baseball, too, and putting all your focus and energy into that, too, and kind of developing and getting better and helping the team get better. So it can get a little hectic, a little chaotic every now and then. Uh, you know, there's a lot of long nights, especially for school, you know, studying and finishing up assignments and stuff like that. Then it's an early morning again for baseball and then for class too. So it can get extremely kind of stressful, um, which is why it's very important to kind of stay on top of things and kind of get things done. Progressively just kind of, <clears throat> progressively just kind of finish things up because things start piling up with school and baseball. So. Um, it's just important to just kind of stay on top of things because it can get really stressful and chaotic if you kind of keep pushing things aside. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very tough sometimes. You're, if memory serves me right, business administration, that kind of thing, with an eye towards coaching. I've, I kind of sleuthed your uh, LinkedIn profile, and you talked a little bit about the, the idea of maybe coaching down the line, that kind of thing. What's it mean to you be able to maybe have this idea in, in play of giving back to the community or, or trying to impart some wisdom on maybe the future generation of ball players? I think it'd be great. Um, you know, I've kind of, like, as a pitcher, you kind of, you know, you don't really play every game. Sometimes, you know, you'll play maybe a certain amount of games, so you get to kind of watch a lot of the game and watch a lot of players' tendencies and kind of, like, situational awarenesses. And kind of throughout these past couple of years, um, I've kind of watched, like, the coaches and kind of been, like, uh, picking their brain and kind of answering questions or they're asking questions to them about, like, you know, why did they go in this situation and stuff like that. Um, just because, you know, if I do want to coach in the future like I kind of want to know this knowledge and stuff like that so um I think just to be able to give back to the game because the game has given me so much I think if I could give back to the game or, or give back to the younger generation of players coming up I think it'd be really great and something I'm definitely passionate about and if I can kind of make a future out of it I would love to do that for sure Mm-hmm. Looking back on your young career to this point, any highlights, any moments where you kind of found yourself looking out and going, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this and, and getting to play this kid's game? Um, well, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because I think the first time I kind of felt that was when I was in Toronto at the T12 tournament uh, at the Rogers Center. And, uh, you know, when I stepped on that mound or obviously just stepped on that field, you know, that's like a major league field. And, you know, it's the field I kind of watched the most growing up. So I think that was the moment. Well, that was a moment where I kind of was like kind of speechless and kind of in awe. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm doing this right now at this field, you know, playing this child game at this field right now. Like, um, it was definitely crazy. And throughout the line, too, of my career, like, I definitely had those moments. It's kind of hard to, like, remember them sometimes, but there's so many. But, um, 
I think that one kind of sticks out the most with that tournament in Toronto for sure. Conversely, I know every athlete goes through some adversity or some challenges. If you could single out a time or two where maybe it was more challenging or, or tougher than you imagined, what kinds of things have you had to overcome? Um, oh geez. I mean, as a college baseball player, like there's so much adversity you have to go through um, personally and with baseball too. Um, just obviously like the struggles of like, you know, school and the kind of the baseball season too kind of ups and downs kind of get on you too but also like the personal battles as well um those kind of wear you down too um so it's kind of hard to kind of kind of pinpoint like kind of the biggest struggle because every player just kind of goes through struggles like their own struggles throughout the year so or each year too so it's kind of hard to pinpoint which one is kind of the, mm-hmm. the most struggling i guess so yeah Looking ahead now, what's on your to-do list? Obviously, you've still got a WCBL season to wrap up here, but go beyond that. What kinds of things do you have on your on your radar? Um, well, I kind of want to finish my schooling. Uh, kind of want to start my master's in business administration, um, get my master's degree, and hopefully to find work in the states, whether that be with coaching or some other kind of um, employment. Um, just kind of thinking about that going forward. And then for baseball, too, uh, just trying to play it as long as I can, you know, do whatever I got to do to kind of hopefully get to that next level. Um, you know, just kind of grow up wanting to be like a pro baseball player. So just trying to keep pushing myself and do whatever I need to do to try to get to that next level is what I'm trying to, is what I'm mostly focused on right now. So I'd say those two things is what I'm focused on most right now. Fantastic stuff. Uh, A couple more questions for you here. When we think about going back to that idea of being sort of a a mentor or being that that hometown hero, so to speak, what's it mean to you to be able to give back to that Medicine Hat baseball community like you do to maybe provide that, I'll call it the inspiration for maybe that next generation to go, oh, cool, that guy's from Medicine Hat. Maybe I can be that guy too someday down the line playing for the Mavericks as well. Um, well, yeah, um, you know, obviously, like, you want to give back to the game, especially this game has given me so much, and especially, uh, the city, too, like, this city has given me so much, and especially the Mavericks, too, and the owner, Greg Morrison, has given me a lot, and, um, you know, if I can kind of pay that back for everything that they've given me would definitely be great, especially to kind of, if I could be that role model for that younger generation to think like yeah well you know what if he did that then i can do that too just kind of um just to try to be that good role model for them would definitely be kind of aspiring i guess or just kind of what i'm definitely kind of looking forward to i guess is what i'm <laughs> is what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say there so yeah for sure us uh, on the same trajectory it's one thing to give an autograph to a youngster who might be just starting out on their baseball journeys, but I'm sure there's a few that have come up to you and said, what kinds of advice would you give to me, um, even as a coach or as you know that player? Looking back on it, what's maybe one of the biggest pieces of advice that you could offer to somebody who's 12 or 13 or 14 who are maybe thinking about making a, a run at a baseball journey like you've had? Um, yeah, like if I was that young, and I was telling, well, if I was in my shoes and I was telling kind of a kid that young, like, if this is what you want to do, like, um, I would probably best start focusing, <laughs> focusing on it right now. Uh, like, if you want to be a collegiate baseball player, I would start focusing on it right now just because just with how competitive it's getting and with how much 
the players are getting better, especially at such a young age now. The players are getting a whole lot better. So um, I think for any kid kind of coming up, I think the sooner they can start kind of focusing in on, like, this is what I want to do, I think the better they will come out of it because um, they'll just have that experience early on and stuff like that kind of uh, what will kind of keep them competitive is kind of that early experience towards it. So I guess that would just kind of be the biggest thing I could kind of tell a kid coming up is like, if you want to do this, like start focusing on it early on because it's only going to help you in the long run for sure. For sure. Final question for you here, Nate. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It means everything. Um, It's what I've, it's what's kind of been surrounding my life for the past, eight years or so or past six to eight years um you know it's given me everything that you know i've I've needed in life you know great friendships great experiences um you know um great development just kind of everything uh it's kind of hard to single out which one or just every uh, or even talk about as much but i just so grateful for it and it's given me everything that i've needed and these opportunities and experiences are something that i'll never forget and i'll truly cherish for the rest of my life honestly mm, well it's been wonderful getting a chance to uh, know you and get to hear a little bit about your family story nate congratulations on all the success you've had at this point continued success going forward to not just you but your brothers and also your your mavericks teammates as well and beyond as well thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast yeah joe thanks thanks so much for having me on i had a good time and uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime Thanks again to Nate Stark for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you enjoyed this or any other episode, leave us a rating and review on your podcast app to help spread the word about ADS. We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us. The Okotoks Dogs are at the top of the West Division standings and hope to stay that way in the stretch drive. They're also hosting the league's all-star game July 23rd. Learn all about it at dogsbaseball.ca. And AHP Academy has been hard at work getting their athletes ready for the next steps in their respective journeys. They are all over the social media sphere as well, so check them out at ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thanks for all your support on social, online, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.